This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Bobby, and I'm your friend who knows just a little bit too much about pop culture. Welcome to your weekly meeting of Pop Culture Fanatics Anonymous. All over social media, I have seen cries that Gen Z is the least pop culture literate generation ever, jeering that they don't know any pop culture that came before them, only what's happening right now. And here's the thing, they're not wrong, but they're also not right either. These generational pop culture wars are oftentimes just both sides ranting at two different walls. So this week, we're going to unpack this generational pop culture war. So if that sounds good to you, let's get started. So as best as I can, I'm going to try and be fair to both sides because if you guys don't know, I was born in 1998, so that technically makes me a Gen Z millennial cusper. Um, So I'm not quite millennial. I'm not quite Gen Z. We're that little weird in-between bit. Um, So, you know, I am old enough to look at a Gen Z person and be like, oh, that's a child. But then I'm young enough to look to a millennial and be like, oh, that's a, you know, older distinguished person. Um, I'm sorry. So let's, let's leave all of our egos at the door. Okay. I'm talking to you from the heart. Okay. Corazon to corazon. And we're not going to make it a thing. We're going to just attack this with decorum and class, but I, I will be dragging both generations i'm just saying so millennials we're gonna start with you we're gonna start being nice okay i'm gonna start off nice and say that you are correct it does seem like to a certain degree gen z and younger generations so gen alpha is the generation after gen z there is a growing lack of media literacy and and if you are on any social media platform you see it up and down your timeline like oh my god people are so less like media literate than they've ever been before and like i said to a certain extent that is true i do think that there is not just with pop culture but i do think there is a somewhat growing urge or desire or lack thereof i should say uh to seek out history And we have so much more history at our disposal now than we've ever had. But there is kind of this general sense that, you know, oh, that's in the past. That doesn't really affect me now. So why do I need to to see it? Or maybe they're bored by it in in school. And so they're like outside of school. I don't want to hear anything, 
you know, historical, whatever it is. Of course, this is a sweeping generalization of Gen Z. I know there are plenty of Gen Zers who love history and, you know, love to look back to the past and everything like that. Like this, it's it's going to be difficult to have this conversation because inevitably someone's going to feel attacked. You know, a hit dog will holler in this case. But this is these are just generalizations. But there is a there is a lack of media literacy now. And I think that there's not it's not just due in part to the lack of wanting to know about history. But I think in general, there are more factors that lead to a overall downturn in in media literacy. Um, How we're consuming information is a lot different. I think a lot of what is accounting for uh, you know, like mis- misinformation and how we ingest information. There are a lot more things at play as far as like how to detect when something is right and when something is wrong. And ultimately, I don't think that that's a generational problem because I see this, a lack of media literacy is spread pretty evenly throughout every other generation. Gen Z, yes. And the thing is, Gen Z feels heightened now because they are the the generation that everyone is, is buzzing about and talking about like 10 years ago when I was doing research for this episode I saw a bunch of articles just 10 years ago so like in 2013 and every single one of them was like oh millennials don't know this or millennials don't know this pop culture moment or you know millennials don't know that and now you 10 years later those articles just say gen z you just swap it out um But like I said, it's a pretty even sweep across multiple generations about a lack of media literacy. And that's just due in large part to like the fact that we're all on the Internet and we're all ingesting this information um, or information in general in multiple different ways. And also we're not all entering the Internet with the same, I guess, like level of, of education, whether it's because we're still in school or we just only have a certain level of schooling like we're all kind of in here together. So it makes it feel like things are a lot more dire as far as like, oh, no one wants to, you know, read anymore. No one wants to look things up anymore. And I do think that is just a problem in general. People don't know. (laughs) People don't really know how to research very well. Um, I saw on TikTok, there's a person who literally was like, she had like three different um, newspapers and she was like, I'm going to teach you how to like analyze these these headlines and analyze these articles and on the surface it may seem like oh my god it's so this is so dire to feel like we have to do this but like you really do just because there's more information at our disposal and we have access to more information doesn't mean that we necessarily know how to wield it you know what I mean so there is just this mounting feeling that there's just not a ton of awareness of media history, media literacy, and those two things kind of go hand in hand. And that can very well contribute to just a lack of pop culture history in general. Um, I think a lot of people get super duper wrapped up in like, oh, you must know pop culture history. And to be fair, like, obviously I have a vested interest in this, but to be fair, people oftentimes just mean the pop culture that they know and that they're aware of and that they're, you know, privy to etc etc and they're just like oh the kids don't know about this but then at the same time when the kids do find out about it 
a lot of times they're ridiculed by older generations for not having already known it. So it's kind of a you can't win for losing type of thing. But I will give a point to millennials and older generations that, yes, they're just is a general just kind of lack of media literacy that contributes to this overwhelming feeling that the the children don't know their their pop culture history and media history and just are very literate in that regard so i I will give it i will give it to you there okay but on the gen z side what i really want to talk about on this side is that we consume media in a vastly different way than we ever have before um these conversations have literally existed since the beginning of of time i don't think that this is an exclusively gen z versus millennial thing it's not a millennial versus gen x thing it's not a you know gen x versus baby boomers thing like as long as we've had generations and had people on this planet that belong to them we have always had this discussion of oh this generation doesn't know this and this generation doesn't know that but let's dig a little bit deeper into how that why that might be you know when i was uh looking up some stuff for this episode i came across an article i think it might have been from um insider and it was like 10 things gen z doesn't know like about pop culture history or just like it was kind of just like one of those like showing relics from the past me like gen z doesn't know what this is and it baffled me it baffled me because the entire article was full it was chock full of obsolete technology <laughs> and they're like gen z doesn't know about this i'm like yeah yeah they don't because we don't use them anymore and to be fair if you ask the average person not in gen z they might not be the most like quick to remember it either like i think the first thing on the list was like a sony walkman which has not been used in a very long time i mean like after the walkman like cd players became the technology that you use to listen to music and then you had you know like ipods and then you know now our phones are pretty much how we listen to music but it's been i would say a couple of deviations away like a sizable amount since we ever used a walkman so it just feels like when we get articles like that they're unnecessarily like they're setting the goalposts at a very weird place that no generation no matter what it is could ever like satisfy because they weren't supposed to and that that isn't to say that no gen z or no younger person should just not be able to identify an older piece of technology because technology again it is a part of history it's something that you should at the very least be aware of but i can't necessarily fault younger people for not knowing all of these technologies that have now been condensed into one device in a lot of ways like a lot i feel like a lot of these articles that tend to do this always and i i've been alive long enough and been on the internet long enough to have seen these articles and how they just swap out millennial for gen z and every time they do an article about obsolete technology they always put a freaking floppy disk and they're like the younger generations don't know what this is and it's like yeah but if you explained it that it's just kind of like a USB, they know what that is. You know what I mean? Like, it just, I think it just pisses me off because it makes, it paints it that the entire generation is just 
so dumb and they just don't know anything. Um, when in actuality, they just have a different form of technology for whatever that one is, a more evolved technology. That's all it is. So if you're just like a floppy disk was used to save files and whatnot, they would probably retort like, oh, like a USB. And you could be like, yeah, like a USB. Or if you're talking to a super young person, you'd be like, oh, like the cloud. And they would be like, yeah, like the cloud. We all know it's, it satisfies the same function, right? Like if you talk to an older person, they would probably have like filing systems. You know what I mean? Like the Dewey Decimal System, things like that. Things used to physically file papers into folders. And so you can easily find them and then access what it is that you need. Then you move on to, you know, floppy disks or whatever it is. And they move on to USB and they move on to the cloud. All of these pieces of technology satisfy the same function, which is saving something that you might need for later. We just have different forms of technology for them. That's it. And I think that's what bothers me so much because it's like they, we know, we all, we know what it is. Don't treat us like we're stupid for not knowing or be surprised when we know about an older piece of, of technology. Okay, that I just needed to get that off of my chest. I've been holding that in for so long, I just needed to get it off my chest. <laughs> but like how we consume media is is vastly different now. And like I was saying, I think some older generations, and not to say that millennials are, are old by any means, but they're old enough to know better. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like, Sometimes older generations don't quite understand that just because the younger generations may have a ton of information at their disposal doesn't mean that they may know how to best access it and they may not know what to do with it because they've always had it at their disposal. Okay, bear in mind, the generations that are being born now have always had the like the internet as we know it at their disposal. They've always had the information superhighway at their disposal. Whereas with previous generations, they can pinpoint a moment in their lives when they got internet for the first time. And they lived some life, no matter the, the length of, you know, in years or whatever, decades, I don't know. Uh, they lived some life pre that and they had other means of gathering information. And so when you are able to see the evolution, especially of technology, that's when you're able to pinpoint how it can be used. And Gen Z has that advantage over older generations as well with social media. As that begins to evolve, they're able to adapt and evolve with it. And they have a point where they're just like, okay, when this new, you know, ad technological advent comes along, I know what it's trying to satisfy and I may know how to use it better than previous generations. And it's literally just the way that it's always been. Younger people have always been amongst the first to adopt new technologies. And ultimately, what does that mean? They may have more access or better access to more information than previous generations. It's literally been done. It feels like since the beginning of time, you know? Since the beginning of time, younger people have been adopt, been first to adopt information. That's just how it's always been. And so I feel like that always gets lost in this conversation. And that's what that's the issue about it, because it's like at one point in time and I and millennials, I know I'm, I'm badgering on you a lot and I somewhat apologize. 
But I think what bothers me is that not too long ago, under 10 years ago, you were the punching bag of the, you know, media landscape, whatever it was, harping that you didn't know about, you know, history before your time or you didn't know about, you know, technologies before your time. And now it seems like there are certain members of this group that now that they are the adults, they get to be like, oh, Gen Z, they don't know culture and they don't know this and they don't know that. When they had means to discover older culture. And I think what is really important to bear in mind here, and I always bring it up and you guys know what I'm about to say. Sometimes this does feel like it lacks a little bit of intersectionality, especially when it comes to race. Because amongst a lot of cultures, especially, and I'm going to only speak to the black community because that's the community that I belong to, but there are means of passing down movies, music, you know, various forms of pop culture from generation to generation. Like there are plenty of opportunities and avenues to do that. It's almost like, like when I hear, you know, older R&B songs, they're tied to memories of, you know, cookouts and family reunions because that's what would be playing. So I'm privy to these, you know, older artists from a time way before I was born because they are tied to these events that I would attend with my family. And that's it's almost like these cultural exchange moments. And not to say that other cultures don't have that, too, but it feels like sometimes we're we're forgetting that there are ways in which you can share culture that are not or in pop culture specifically. And it seems like sometimes these conversations are devoid of how we're able to do that, if that makes sense. Also, bearing in mind, there were, um, I was talking to my parents about this, actually, because I kind of wanted to play test this, this conversation before I did this, this episode. And it got me thinking about how like, when it comes to how we come about our our pop culture taste, whether it is music, whether it's uh, movies, you know, books, whatever it is, especially within the context of, you know, television, there is this general lack of awareness, I think, from older generations that a lot of your pop culture tastes were curated for you. And what I mean by that is that a lot of times people, you know, millennials and Xers have said that they've discovered pop culture because, you know, it was on the radio or they saw something on TV. And again, our media landscape doesn't really lend to that avenue of discoverability anymore. So it kind of used to be like whatever syndicated show was on, you stumble upon it maybe as a kid and you'd watch it, you know, like in via like a naked night or something like that. And that's how you would learn about shows from older decades. Um, so like, for example, I think I've told this, story, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've told this story before. Um, but there, I've made a video uh, talking about Ron Howard's How the Garrett Stole Christmas movie. And I mentioned that, oh, you may know Ron Howard as the uh, narrator on Arrested Development. And my comment section was full of, I'm assuming Gen, Gen Xers, they have to be, um, 
who were just like, oh my God, you know Ron Howard from Arrested Development. He was from Happy Days. Or if you're a little bit older, like, oh my God, from Arrested Development, you mean from the Andy Griffith show? And I tried to be understanding. The front of my brain, I was understanding. I get it. That may be where you know him from. But let me tell you something. At the time, I was like 22, 23. So I, me, Bobby, the one making the video, I know him from Arrested Development. And I know that Arrested Development is a show that the majority of the audience that I am speaking to know. And they could immediately be like, oh, that's Ron Howard. If I pull out, hey, you may know him from the Andy Griffith show, a show that, by the way, most people saw via Nick at Night. They weren't watching it when it was premiering way back in the 50s. They either saw it via Nick at Night or TV Land. Quit jumping down my throat for using what was a generationally appropriate reference. So you see what I mean? Like how we're consuming pop culture and how many from previous generations consumed pop culture was curated for them. It was what was on TV. It was, you know, what was, you know, in the, the cultural zeitgeist at the time. But what's different now is that things are a lot more, there's a lot more of an emphasis on catering things specifically to you. So think about, you know, the TikTok algorithm where it is made to cater to your interests. So once you tell it the things that you like, it's going to show you more of those things. And as far as discoverability goes, it's going to mainly show you things that are in or around your interests that you've already told the algorithm that you like. It's not the same for, you know, maybe radio and to this, you know, being fair, radio does have, you know, a level of customization like there's going to be country radio there's going to be pop radio there's going to be r&b so there's still going to be an umbrella un under which the station falls but there was still a heightened level of discoverability being able to discover songs that you might not have heard of within the pop genre or being able to discover songs that you might not have heard of within the rock genre there's still a little bit of flexibility and freedom to discover new things that you might not have heard of. And that isn't to say that Gen Z just straight up doesn't have any avenues for that because they're, because of our, you know, nostalgia obsessed, I think, culture that we, we are living in. And there are multiple factors that can go into why we're so pop culturally and nostalgically obsessed. But there are a lot of avenues with which Gen Z is able to discover things that may be from generations previously that because of these algorithms, they may not have been able to discover before them. Prime example is the entire, you know, running up that hill, Kate Bush debacle that happened with Stranger Things or the Master of Puppets situation uh, also with Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a show set in the 80s, so obviously they're going to use songs from that time period. Now, Gen Z may not be actively seeking out 80s music if they didn't have someone to A, introduce them to it, or B, discover it on their own. Um, so this may be the first way that they ingest 80s pop culture and they may get really excited by it. I remember, I know for a fact, I love 80s pop culture as far as movies go, as far as music goes. It's one of my favorite decades to look at pop culturally. 
Um, so I know that there's going to be an appeal to Gen Z for similar reasons. And so a lot of Gen Zers discovered Kate Bush. They discovered Running Up That Hill. And they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. I discovered this song. And I think that there was this pushback from older generations of like, you didn't know this song or like, this song is not yours. It belonged to us. And there's this really just ardent like control that some people, again, this is a generalization. Not everyone from, you know, the Gen X or you know, baby boomer or millennial group did this because um, I think a lot of people were just happy that, you know, things maybe from their childhood or a little bit before are coming back into the cultural zeitgeist. But there was pushback online where there was just a bunch of people from an older generation being like, oh my God, you didn't know this? Or like just kind of, I think, now I wouldn't say it goes as far as shaming, but making a big stink about not knowing this you know, these songs or, you know, how they wore their hair and just really being so beholden to, well, that's just not accurate. Like, I don't like Stranger Things because they don't accurately depict the 80s or whatever it is. And it begs the question of like, well, how are people supposed to build their pop culture acumen if they can't discover these things? And to them, it is a discovery. It is them finding something for the first time. I don't think that they're seeking to Christopher Columbus it and be like, I discovered it. It was underground. No one would have known about the song um, if it wasn't for me. Now, is that to say that Gen Zers didn't do that? No, because they absolutely didn't. I saw it. <laughs> I think especially online and it, within the fandom, they were just like, oh, we made, you know, Kate Bush, you know, big or whatever it was like we we did this. It was because of us. And. I am always like, you know, slow your roll. You know what I mean? Like, ease up. I, I, but I think that's just a gen, that's a younger teenage thing more than it is just a Gen Z specific thing. Because um, I know right now there's like, discuss, this is a tangent. I'm, I will circle my way back around, I promise. But there was discussions, I think, amongst uh, like younger people when Usher was announced to be the upcoming Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, you know, headliner and a lot of people who watch uh, anime, there's a specific anime, I'm not really familiar with it, but because of a trend on TikTok, they were using an Usher song with an anime character. And a lot of people, because of the, these two things were coinciding at the same time. So like Usher is announced as the Super Bowl headline or halftime headliner. And also this trend is happening some younger people saw it as like oh we did that we caused that we brought usher who has had multiple number one hits mind you <laughs> into the the zeitgeist again and so this is because of us like no one was thinking about usher beyond us now again there's an intersectionality aspect of it too because they were that this was a conversation that was amongst some i would say like white gen zers who may not have the cultural awareness that Usher is a very, very, very popular <laughs> musician. And especially within the black community is incredibly relevant, still is very much so. And it like has a residency in Vegas right now. So like he's very relevant. But again, it's those cultural divides that go beyond generational stuff. But going back to the Stranger Things thing, again, it begs the question of like, how are younger generations supposed to discover things? 
Is it, be, is it how they're discovering things that people don't like? Is it their attitudes once they do discover the thing? Is it just better that we all are like, hey, you discovered this thing, not so cool. And I will say that a lot of, you know, older adults do take that that approach. Um, but, and, I, and I'm not gonna say it like I have never experienced this before because I now, at the age that I'm at, um, I am starting to see things from my teenagehood become, you know, objects of vintage desires, let's just say. And it is a bit of a, it's a bit of a culture shock to me. Like I constantly see uh, TikToks that are like, POV, you're in high school in 2014. And I was like, I almost threw up in my mouth because I was like, those were terrible years. You know, like I was in high school in 2014 and it was not glamorous at all. Um or just to be like, oh, to be, a, you know, a teenager when this era of music was out and it was kind of that like noise music EDM, like very like peak, you know, that's a, like, you know, like a G, like fly like a G6, songs like that. And I'm very much now and at almost 25, I'm like, oh my God, you children, please. <laughs> you don't know what happened during that time period. You don't want to go back to it. Um, but then also I get it. Like I was that age too like when I was a teenager I was longing for like oh like I should have been a teenager in the late 90s like that's when I would have thrived you know what I mean like we've all had those moments because we all have those times of nostalgic you know FOMO you know and ultimately that leads me to my last point and so we can wrap up here stop these cultural wars stop it right now in fact um because it's not it's not that big of a deal it's not that big of a deal. When I was seeing the Stranger Things run up that hill thing and older, you know, adults being like, it's so embarrassing that Gen Z is discovering uh, Kate Bush and running up that hill from Stranger Things. And I'm like, baby, I learned about running up that hill from a True Blood YouTube edit from 2011. And it wasn't even her version. It was Placebo's version. So it doesn't matter how we come to these things what matters is that we eventually do and that's the point eventually gen z will find their way to you know pop culture history and they will have their own pop culture history i think what gets me about the millennials especially is i think pop culture for them was much more of a status and personality identifier than it was for previous generations um you know like think about your average millennial this, this when we think about the stereotype of a millennial or maybe like a, a white millennial being fair uh you think of like you know harry potter houses and things like that like you think about stuff like that um not to say that people older or younger don't like those things but like you see what i mean and so there was a lot of stake, like you think about the like Harry Potter houses, the office, things like that. Um, I was trying to give more examples. Um, but there was a bigger focus on pop culture as far as how it melded with your personal identity and how that identity then presented on this new social media landscape. And so this was the first generation to have to figure out that dance of how do you meld your personal interests with fandom, with, you know, like presenting yourself online uh in a certain way shape or form and gen z is only kind of building upon that foundation that's been laid for them but i think there's a certain group of that generation that kind of 
gets lost or has gotten stuck in those beginning days of the melding of pop culture and social media. And then so they only see it as like, oh, it should be this. And that's just not the case. And I think, again, it goes back to what I was talking about at the top of the episode, which is we all have done this at a certain point in time. I don't think Gen Z is the most pop culturally illiterate generation because I you, guess what? You know what I know? 10 years from now, those same articles that in 2013 said millennials don't know pop culture, that in 2023 say, oh, Gen Z doesn't know pop culture. In 2033, we'll say, oh, Gen Alpha doesn't know pop culture. And we'll keep doing it on and on and on and on and on. And it'll go on until the end of time or until this planet burns up, one of the two. Um, but it's, it's just how it's been done and it's how it's been done for previous generations. There's always going to be what feels like these generational wars or these cultural wars, but it's just growing up, (laughs) you know, it's just getting older. And how do you take in getting older, especially pop culturally? I think that's the best way that we can signify and how we identify um, age-wise is with the pop culture that we tend to frequent and consume and, you know, hearken back to. Um, but yeah, just stop the stop the cultural wars. I beg, please. Um, number one, because no one's winning. You know what I mean? No one's winning. No one's, <laughs> no one's winning that war. And some of y'all are going into this war and getting embarrassed. And I, I want to stop seeing it. I want to stop seeing millennials... Um, making these these rap songs about like oh gen z's trying to cancel eminem let me make this rap song on tiktok about how they're wrong um because guess what you were losing the idgaf war you're losing the i don't give a fuck war badly actually um and there are much bigger fish to fry let them have it let them think what they're gonna think and you do what you do but please i beg stop these cultural wars please. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, Afternooners. If you don't know, the Afternooners is my name for all of us. So if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations, you're an Afternooner now. If you like this episode, don't forget to rate and review this podcast if you had a good time. It helps out the pod. You get to tell me how you're feeling about the pod and I get that sweet hit of praise and validation that is my life force and keeps me going. If you want to know where else to find me on the internet, you can find me at The Afternoon Special on TikTok or Instagram or over on Twitter at Hi, I'm Bobby, H-I-I-M-B-O-B-B-I. And if you're thinking, Bobby, I have got to learn how to delist myself from the generational pop culture wars. I'm not going to remember all of that. Bestie, I get it. And I applaud you. Um, And so I put all that information in the description down below just for you. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed this week's chat and that you will join me again next week for another pop culture deep dive. Later days, friends. Get ready for Tangents with Tyler and Todd, a brand new podcast that will be the newest addition to your weekly routine. Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Todd, and we're your hosts, ready to dive in headfirst as we explore life's biggest questions. We were kind of caught up in other people's goals of what's normal. And not for a moment did we let up the gas enough to think, what do we want? While giving ourselves permission to go completely off the rails. I don't think that dildo is, you can make it an adjective. 
dildoing? Yeah. Did I do that or did they? It's giving comedy show with a sprinkle of soul searching on top. Premiering October 18th, Tangents with Tyler and Todd is your new go-to podcast that will make you laugh, cry, and question everything. With new episodes every Wednesday, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow with us every week. Tangents is coming and you won't want to miss this. Mark your calendars for October 18th and subscribe to Tangents with Tyler and Todd wherever you listen to your podcasts. Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically, our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Jillian on Love wherever you're listening now.